Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yannion. Today we're going to go take a look at Lucifer. How did Lucifer, the elect angel that ruled over the earth and helped rule with God, how did he fall? And how did he end up being Satan, the enemy of God and the enemy of the church today? We'll talk about that and the results of that fall. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome back again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. If you were here yesterday, tuned in yesterday, you're probably sitting there salivating, waiting to go further into this, or else if you're upset, huffy about it and say, nah, I don't know if I believe that or not, hang on, we're gonna go through it further. If you still get to the end and say, I don't believe any of this stuff, well, hang in there, but let's agree with the other 98% of what I teach. But I've known this for some time, believed it for some time. Some of the greatest Bible scholars have agreed on this for so many, many years. And like I said, when I was in Bible school, I was introduced to this subject of a pre-Adamic world that was here before Adam and uh, taken from two verses of scripture, Genesis chapter nine and verse one, God said to Noah after the flood, when there was only eight people left, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. That's not difficult to understand. It means what was here before, start replenishing it, okay? That means that you you need to refill it and finish it. It's been had a setback, but now it's time to refill it. And so Noah was to replenish, begin putting back people on the earth. But the same thing was said earlier in chapter one and verse 28 to Adam, God blessed them. Inside of Adam was her and she was eventually brought out of him. To Adam, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply and replenish. The same word, male in both cases. And it means in that verse of scripture to again, replenish, to refill and finish filling and replenish the earth simply means there was somebody here before Adam. And he says to replenish the earth and subdue it. And so Adam began putting people back on the earth after a flood, a flood that turned into ice. And basically at the end, the ice age is formed. And the first thing that happened was, is the Holy Spirit began to brood over the earth, warm the thing back up, from the waters came land back up through it. And so we again point this out. Isaiah 45 and verse 18 tells us that even though Genesis chapter one and verse two says the earth was without form and void, Isaiah in 45, 18 tells us it wasn't created that way. It became that way. The original earth that God created was created in beauty and it was inhabited, Isaiah 45, 18, for so says the Lord who created the heavens, God himself who formed the earth and made it, he established it and he created it not in vain. And this is the same word found in Genesis chapter one and verse two. The earth was without form and void. He created not in vain is the word tohu. It means without form. It goes on to say beyond that here in Isaiah 45, 18, he formed it to be inhabited. And this was way back at the original time earth was here. Later, tragedy happened and God judged the earth. This is found in Jeremiah chapter four, verse 23 through 26. And in verse 23, it says, I beheld the earth, it was without form and void. Same words used in Genesis chapter one, but notice what it goes on to say. It was without form and void, Tohu wabohu is what the Hebrew says. Without form is just a blob floating out there and void. There was no trees. There was no beauty in it at the time he saw it. Why? It says in the heavens, they had no light. Why was he saying this? Because it used to have form. It used to have void. And now Jeremiah in this vision was seeing that it had no light. Why? Because it used to have light. 
I beheld the mountains, they trembled. The hills moved back and forth. I beheld there was no man and all the birds of the heaven had fled. Why did he say there was no man and there was no birds? Because there used to be men on the earth and women on the earth and all the birds used to be on the earth. I beheld and the fruitful land was a wilderness, all its cities. <gasps> did you notice that were broken down? Yes, they were broken down cities. And when the earth was shifted over and God cursed this earth and left it for some time, there were former cities here broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. Then we came to Genesis chapter one and pointed out this is not the original creation of earth. This is the restoration of earth. A whole new plan, Genesis one verses one and two in the beginning. I don't know when the beginning was, how many millions and billions possibly it was ago, but whenever it was, that's called the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now we stop right there. That's the original earth, beauty and everything else. But between verse one and verse two, something happened. And this is what Jeremiah saw back there. He said, it used to be this way, now it's this way. All of a sudden, there's, it's without form. All of a sudden, there's no cities left. They're all torn down and there's no light. There used to be light. There's no men on the earth. There used to be men on the earth. And God basically wiped out everything and started over again in Genesis 1, 2. And it goes on to say in verse 2, and the earth was, uh, the Hebrew word is hayah. The earth became without form and void, tohu wabohu. It didn't just suddenly happen. It became that way. God poured out some anger on this earth and covered the earth with water. The flood of Noah wasn't the first flood. It was the second flood. There was a flood where the waters came out and covered the entire earth. God removed the light that was on it and the whole thing froze. And we don't know how long this planet was in the ice ages. And it goes on to say, darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. This is when restoration starts. Genesis chapter one, verses one and two is not the creation of the earth, it's the restoration of the earth. Verse one talks about the creation, but verse two talks about the restoration of the earth. And then we took up yesterday also in Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 18, Lucifer's throne was on earth. When he was Lucifer, he was the anointed angel from heaven and God put him on the most beautiful place of all. He placed him on the earth and he ruled from a place called Eden in verse 13. Ezekiel 28 verse 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Notice he ruled from there. Every precious stone was your covering, sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald, and gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. He was the head over all music, led praise and worship. Everything was wonderful between heaven and earth until the day that iniquity was found in him. And because of the multitude of the Hebrew says, your merchandise, the King James is talking about your trade and all this stuff that you use, that there's worth in the gold, the silver, all that stuff went to his head and Lucifer's fall came over the love of money. And in Timothy, we are told, that the love of money is the root of all evil. The very root, the very first thing that happened, the very first sin that came along was not just pride. You say, well, Satan fell for pride. Well, he had to be proud of something and he was proud of all his wealth. And that began to go to his head. He had the idea with this wealth, I have power. And with this power, I can overthrow God. And God kicked him out immediately. But Satan has been trying ever since then. You wanna know what's going on with all our governments and stuff today? The old typical phrase, follow the money trail. It's still the same thing. Money still has this power in it to make you think that nobody, you're invincible. 
And we have leaders of nations today. And listen, all the nations are trying to form this union where they're all working together. That's not going to last a long time because then we're going to have internal strife between them as one tries to rise above the other to control everything and have all the wealth to them. It's Satan's plan all the way down to that. And of course, we know Antichrist who will be Satan's ruler on this earth. So again, the word of God simply says that Lucifer was perfect in all of his days until the day that he fell. Isaiah 14, this is where we were going to get into yesterday, but we ran out of time. Let's go to Isaiah 14. And by the way, at halftime, you'll be able to order angels and demons. And what I'm teaching here is found in there and will help you open it up. Listen, some books to go to, Finest Day Bible. The notes are downloadable and the notes are incredible on what I'm teaching here in the opening verses of Genesis. And so you can find those. And also there's a book called Earth's Earliest Ages, which you can download also. It's by a man named Pember. Now that's kind of deep. This book is very deep. And so you're going to spend the time just on a paragraph, scratching your head going, wow, the, the way this guy thinks. But he takes you back long before Genesis 1-1 and 1-2 and takes you back to the original earth and shows you so many things out of scripture. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 17. And this is Isaiah's description of the fall of Lucifer. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. Let's examine it. Son of the morning. The word son means offspring. How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, offspring of the morning? The morning is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created Lucifer because Jesus Christ created all things. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, offspring of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? Notice when he was cast to the ground, he weakened. There were nations here. He weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Notice where he was. There were stars above him. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest Side of the north. That's where God says, I'm going to sit there. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Notice where Lucifer was, there was clouds above him. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. That is still yet to come, where he's cast into the pit and then later on into the lake of fire forever and forever. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, this is the man who made the earth to tremble and shook kingdoms. Notice when he fell from heaven, he shook kingdoms. He was already Satan in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were given the Garden of Eden. He was in the garden, controlled from there. The earth was destroyed, then Eden was restored and Adam and Eve were placed there. And so verse 17, who made the world a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners. So here we have again, these verses of scripture, of what God is telling us. And so this brings us about to the existence and the origin of demons. Where did they come from? Earth's races were destroyed by God after Lucifer fell. They cooperated with Satan's rebellion. I'm going to say that again. The races that were here were destroyed by God. But when Lucifer fell, these nations here cooperated with Satan's rebellion, much like the fallen angels that came and worked and cooperated in Satan's rebellion. These races could not and cannot be redeemed. So there's no such thing as going back and saying salvation for these nations. They are as lost as those who rebelled with, uh, in heaven with 
Satan, with Lucifer, the fallen angels. There was a long period of time when the earth was in darkness and uninhabited before restoration. And restoration is again Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth long ago. In beauty, Isaiah tells us that. But a fall happened, something drastic between verse 1 and verse 2. The earth became without form and void. But remember, Isaiah said it wasn't originally made without form and void. But we are told by Jeremiah, a rebellion happened. Fallen angels are not demons. We're going to cover this more when I come back after the break, because this is the usual teaching on it, that fallen angels are demons. No, they're not. We're going to talk about the difference between demons and fallen angels when we come back. But we're also going to talk about fallen angels. We're going to talk about how that they were here. And we're going to take up some very controversial verses of scripture. I mean, there's people stand on both sides of this issue. Both sides you get mad at the other. I'm just going to tell you what my side is. And if you like it, fine. If you don't like it, fine. Again, this is not a heaven or hell issue. It's not a question Jesus will ask you when you stand before him. And he'll say, did you believe in what Bob taught in Genesis chapter six? And you'll say, yes. He said, fine, come on into heaven. No, I didn't believe it. Then you're not going to be here. The only question of getting into heaven is, did you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's it. Beyond that point, we're going to have differences of opinions all the way down the line. And if you differ with my opinion, hallelujah, let's put arms around each other and do the main thing we have been called to do. Let's win souls and bring them into heaven because angels don't rejoice because we believe the same doctrines, but angels do rejoice because a sinner gives his life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When we come back from the break, we'll take up right here. Do angels really exist today? What is their purpose? How do they appear in the earth? What about demons? Where did they come from? Are they fallen angels? And can they actually possess a person? In 15 audio lessons on angels and demons flash drive, Bob Yandian teaches what the Bible has to say in a comprehensive topical study of angels and demons. Lesson series include Angels, God's Messengers, A Study of Angels, the Christian and Demons, and A Study of Demons. MP3 audio files can be played on computers, MP3 players, smartphones, tablets, iPads, and iPhones, as well as car audio systems equipped with a USB port. To order Angels and Demons, visit our website at bobyendian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified, redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. 
You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Turn with me to Genesis chapter six. We're gonna take a look at verses one through four. For those of you out there right now salivating, getting excited because you say, I know what Bob's gonna say. Well, fine, that's wonderful. And again, thank you, because again, many have believed this for years, and then there's actual stories that come out on all this, and, and different things have been found throughout history that, again, the earth is older than 6,000 years, and literally nations that have been buried under the dirt for just centuries upon centuries, indicating there were races here before Adam. But we're going to be taking this up in Genesis chapter 4, and the reason why this is so important is because there was something said that that Lucifer, fall, uh, Satan, in the garden, latched onto that God said. And when God was pour, uh, telling the different curses, the woman will have this you know, difficulty in childbirth, man's gonna have difficulty you know, getting crops out of the ground, he's gonna work through the sweat of his brow, and then he told Satan, you're gonna be cast off this earth, basically you're gonna come, time you're gonna be removed. And he promised that there would be a Messiah that would come, and he called him the seed of the woman. Now, what he was simply saying was, it's gonna be born of the woman without a man. And the seed of the woman indicates there's not gonna be a seed of man inside of her. God's gonna cause this child to come. And Satan at that time began to, tr to pervert women on the earth. And he tried his best to destroy everything. And then of course, when the flood came, we were down to just a few women that was on the ark, but again, God started again. And Satan has been trying ever since then. Any child that is born that is promised of Messiah and looked like Messiah, Satan went after them. Moses, he went after because he thought he would be the Messiah. And then later on when Jesus was born and, and, and Lucifer found out about it, he tried his best to kill Jesus through Herod. And Herod commanded all the children two years and under to be killed, the male children. But again, he's always failed. But in Genesis chapter six, because of that, this is what happened. On this earth at that time was Lucifer, but also on this earth with fallen angels. Angels were eventually cast into Tartarus. This is in the book of first and second Peter. And uh, that they were cast there, also the book of Jude, but they're cast there and they're being held there until the time when they're gonna be judged before God. Fallen angels, but fallen angels roam the earth for some time. And we have been taught and said, well, fallen angels are the demons. No, they're not. Uh, we're gonna take a look at scripture and tell you how, why. In Genesis chapter six, verses one through four, and this was again the, the, what was given to man. This is what caused the flood to come. This perversion in Genesis chapter six, verses one through four caused the flood to come. But it's going back to the fact that God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And so people are being born everywhere. It says in verse one, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now the sons of God, this been taught, that what, what this was is a representation of those who knew Jesus or accepted the Lord. And as Adam and Eve, they repented and accepted the Lord and they were following the sacrifices of God. And so these were the sons of God. Those who lived righteously in the earth saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them as wives of all which they chose. And this sounds good. And, and then it goes on to talk about there, they took wives, but they also had children through them. But this is not what the sons of God are. These are the sons of God in the book of Job is referring 
referring to angels in heaven. The angels of heaven are called the offspring of God. And those on in heaven that are there are the elect sons of God, but those that fell on uh, with Lucifer and were cast down to the earth are not the are not the are not the believers are not the elect angels. These are the fallen angels. So when it's referring here, the sons of God saw the daughters of men. These were the fallen angels, and that they were fair, and they took them as wives of all they chose. You say, well, an angel can't marry a woman. The point of it is, is they did. And they took on human bodies. Listen, we often say, well, you know, about demons and stuff, you know, that they have to have a, a, inhabit a body. And that's true. To manifest themselves, they have to inhabit a body, but not an angel. Whether the angel is elect and comes from heaven to the earth to operate among us, or whether they are the rebellious ones who fell with Lucifer, angels have the ability to just take on a human body. And in this case, they not only took on a human body, they had sex with the women that were here. The sons of God, again, are brought out in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Job, as the angels. So the fallen angels that were here on this earth saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all they chose. This was Satan's plan to pervert the seed of the woman and to have children on this earth through women and his fallen angels. What was the offspring like? And the Lord said, my spirit will not always strive with man for he is also flesh. Yet his days will be 120 years. God said he won't live too uh, past 120 years. Well, that's a long time even today. But he goes on to say in verse four, there were giants. The Hebrew word is Nephilim. And the giants were the tyrants and their bullies, the offspring. Of the, of the women and these fallen angels were called giants, Nephilim, and their tyrants or bullies. It says there were giants in those days. Also after that, in those days was before the flood and also after that was after the flood. Before and after the flood, there were giants. The giants were the offspring of the fallen angels and the women. And these are the giants we find later on in the land of Canaan when the children of Israel want to go into it. These are the giants of which one of them, Goliath, had a, a match with David. Of course, David won. But the, the giants were at least an average of over nine feet tall, huge, great strength, but they were the offspring of fallen angels and women. And then when the giants again, you know, got together and they, they were married, uh, the, the children they had were just like them. But here's the point. There were giants, Nephilim, tyrants, bullies in those days. And also after that, before and after the flood, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men. The Hebrew says heroes, which were of old, men of renown, men of fame. Fallen angels roamed the earth, took on human bodies of men, and actually had sexual relations with women on earth. Their children were giants, which filled the earth. The giants filled the earth. The flood came. The flood killed all people, killed the giants, left only eight, and that's Noah and his family. But after the flood, the angels still had sex with women, and this all happened again after the flood. And at that point, God sentenced the fallen angels to their own compartment under the earth. That's called Tartarus. And this is explained in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 and Jude verse 1 and verse 6. The place called Tartarus is a separate place under the earth for fallen 
angels, and they will be there, except during the time of the tribulation, a couple of them will be removed, and they're going to cause great, great, terrible things in the earth during that time. And it's simply to show us these angels haven't changed. These angels cannot change, will not change. The giants were supposed to all be destroyed when Israel entered Canaan, but they left some of them. God said to kill all of them. And we know in there that, you know, some of the older men that were going into land said, we're going to go and take those giants and kill them. But the point of it was they weren't finally killed until David and his men killed them. Satan is a fallen elect angel. I'm going to say that again. Satan is a fallen elect angel. You say, well, what does that have to do with anything? Listen, if fallen angels could have sex with a woman and produce a uh, those races, those rulers, those who were, uh, again, giants in the earth. If Satan is an elect angel, he can have sex with a woman. And you know what he is? He's going to do that and perhaps already has done that and produce a world false ruler, a world savior called Antichrist. Remember the movie Rosemary's Baby? Remember the movie The Omen? It was it's almost like it was predicted at that time. Rosemary's baby, I think, was almost prophetic. And it wasn't God that did it. It was Satan in, in the leaves announcing what he's planning on doing. And in Rosemary's baby, Rosemary had a child, and Satan was the father of it. The same thing in the omen. And why I'm bringing this up is, is that Satan can do this. And listen, if Satan is trying to have his own uh, ruler, his own Messiah in this earth, how did God do it? The Holy Spirit came upon Mary. It's almost like it's sexual innuendos without sex. God doesn't have sex with a woman, but the same analogies are brought out. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you and that which will be conceived in you will be called the Son of God. Satan is doing it and did as had it one time. I believe Antichrist is already here, but is the offspring of Satan and a woman. And since Satan is a fallen angel, he can also take on a human body and let you say, yeah, but he'd be evil and ugly. No, no, no. He would be gorgeous. He would be fabulous. He would be so alluring. And the Bible talks about he comes as an angel of light. And I mean, if Satan walked in this room, he wouldn't be dressed in red, have a pitchfork in his hand. He would be overwhelming as the, to the magnetism of this guy. And that's all he has to offer though. And he's going to have an offspring in this earth through a woman, just like God had an offspring in this earth through a woman called Mary. And, and Satan's going to do the same thing, only his one is going to be antichrist. He's going to be standing in the place of Christ to be an imitation. And if literally, if that's what the case was, is that Satan had a child called antichrist. It was to imitate God who had a son in this earth called Jesus Christ. So again, we have it here in these verses of scripture. It happened at the time of the uh, a flood of Noah, and uh, just before the flood of Noah, fallen angels were having sex with women. Then after the flood was over, they did it again. And after the flood, God took them and put them in there. Let's read 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Angels are bound under the earth in Tartarus. That's the name of it. There's nothing else in there except fallen angels. And in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, if God spared not the angels who sinned, how did they sin? They fell from heaven and then they started having sex with women, producing these giants in the earth. If God spared not the angels who sinned, but cast them down to Tartarus. Tartarus, this is the only place that's found in the word of God. And so uh, again, he cast them down to this place. They're held there and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and spared not the old world 
That's the world before the flood of Noah, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world and upon the ungodly. One of those fallen angels will be released during the tribulation as the leader over swarms of armies of demons. His name is Apollyon or Abaddon. This is found in Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, and it tells that one will be released. Demons are literally this. Demons are not fallen angels. Demons are disembodied spirits of the race that was on the earth before Adam. They used to have a body. They seek a body. They want a body, and they search till they can find a human body. Not so with fallen angels. Angels don't need a body. Angels can just make a body. Angels can just appear in a body. It can be there and disappear. And we know this from the Old Testament when elect angels came down and they met with Abraham. Abraham could see them, talk to them. They even went into Sodom and Gomorrah and the evil, vicious homosexuals there wanted to have sex with these men because they were so good looking. And of course, these were elect angels and they smote them blind. So there's so many great things in the word of God about this particular subject. And you know what? We're going to continue on tomorrow and we'll do part three on this and you will be blessed. See you then. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.